Chapter 4. Brace for Impact. As part of getting conversant to my current environment, I learned very quickly that in pretrial detention, the system is structured to keep you locked up 22 and a half hours out of your typical 24-hour day. You did not have a lot of free time outside of your cell. But I guess that's the point, right? There is a time in the day when you're permitted to go outside. What everyone called it in German was Hofgang, which essentially translates to yard exercise. If I recall correctly, Hofgang was either towards the latter part of the morning or early part of the afternoon. The wardens opened the cell doors on each level of the cell blocks in preparation to let everyone into the yard. During this time, people could walk in the hallway and interact with each other on the same cell block. Now let me add a little bit more color to the description for you. From a bird's eye view, the prison structure I was being held in had multiple buildings connected in the shape of a star or pentagram. There was a central control tower in the middle, which I believe supported the command, control, and access points to each of the sections of the building. If you were to view the structure from a satellite image, my cell unit was in the upper right arm of the star-shaped building. From my understanding, each of the sections of the complex served different functions. The section I was in had people in pretrial detention. If I was to give it my best estimate, I believe we had about four levels of cells with approximately 36 to 40 cell units per level. After a few minutes of congregating in the hallways and chatting with each other, the wardens would either lead the group through the center area where the tower was to another exit, which led into a courtyard, or they would occasionally open another door that was located on the ground floor where I was, which also led to the courtyard. The courtyard was essentially the only way for us to access the outside and be able to put our feet on the natural ground. Everything else was closed off. In the courtyard, there was a decent-sized sandbox, which was configured for what looked to me like beach volleyball. To the far right of the volleyball, there were giant chess and checkers games, among a few others. The opposite side of the courtyard had a full-size basketball court, which later became a topic of discussion inside one of my written letters because of what was located near it. More to follow on that. Lastly, there was a dirt track that looped around everything I just described, along with horizontal ladder bars at the very edge of the far side of the track. The distance in a straight line across from one end of the track to the other was about 55 meters or 60 yards. I share these details with you because from what I was exposed to thus far, this was one of the few places that allowed me an opportunity to escape the confinements of my cell. After about one hour of Hofgang, we were led back inside and given approximately 20 to 30 minutes for everyone on the same cell floor to take a shower in the common shower area. Upon inquiry, I was informed by the warden that showers usually proceeded after Hofgang unless it was a Sunday or a holiday because showering was not permitted during those days. 
It reminded me of not being able to wash your car at a German gas station car wash on a Sunday or holiday. It was back in your cell after the shower. Sometime during the day, I was informed by one of the wardens that the lawyer I had spoken to the day prior had arrived at the prison and was requesting my presence. I felt excited. I put on my shoes and on my way out of my cell, I grabbed a pen along with a copy of the arrest warrant. I followed the warden down the hallway and through several security checkpoints. I noticed that as we started to head towards what appeared to be visitation spaces, the level of security increased. For example, there was a metal detector, which I had to walk through. After clearing the security checkpoints, I was put into a waiting room with about three or four other guys. All of the guys generally seemed to be in good spirits. I believe they all shared that their time in detention was coming to an end soon, which in a sense made me feel happy for them because my moment of anxiety was heightening. The conversation initially started with small talk around living in the U.S., American foods, and 90s hip-hop. I appreciated their positive energy. They gave me some pointers on how to keep up my spirits. I learned that there was a gym and the ability to work while in detention in order to help the time pass. Apparently, my access to additional options was determined by my conduct. To be totally honest, I wasn't thinking about working in detention. I was thinking about working every angle that I possibly could to get out of this place. I kept that part to myself. Maybe some positive news might come out of my conversation with the lawyer. Then I could share the same enthusiasm as these guys. After being in the waiting room for approximately one hour, I said my farewells and was escorted to a private meeting room where a gentleman, who was nicely dressed, looking sophisticated in a suit and tie, wearing glasses with a briefcase, stood up and introduced himself as a lawyer I spoke with over the phone. For the sake of our story and privacy, we will continue to refer to him as the lawyer. I greeted him with a firm handshake and immediately thanked him for making the time to see me. The lawyer offered me the seat in front of him and took out a tablet, provided me with his background, how long he had been practicing German law, his familiarity with the nuances of the German criminal justice system, and that he looked forward to hearing my story so he could be of better assistance to me. I must admit that it was a nice reassurance to finally meet someone who seemed genuinely interested to listen to what I had to say. At that point, I lost my composure and immediately started to pour out the story of what had transpired so far. I was stumbling over my words. I sounded frantic, anxious, rough delivery. The lawyer politely interrupted me as I was tripping over myself and asked me to relax for a moment. He said that he pulled my file and looked it over prior to coming to visit me, just as he stated he would over the phone. According to the files the lawyer had reviewed so far, essentially, I was being associated with the criminal ring of individuals and companies 
across multiple jurisdictions in the European Union that conspire to defraud the German state of millions of euros in value-added tax funds. The arrest warrant also essentially stated that the role I played was by assisting my ex in committing the described fraud through a series of fake transactions which were used to help conceal the criminal activities. Brace for impact. It's probably fair to say that the information the lawyer presented to me was not the first time I heard it spoken out loud, but it was definitely the first time I was fully tuned in and listening. Even though I had just met him, I trusted his words more. I responded with something along the lines of the information being false and not an accurate representation of my business. The lawyer acknowledged my comment and asked if I received a translated copy of the arrest warrant. I said I had not. He said that was a good starting point and that the prosecutor's office had to provide me with the translation in my language of preference. It would be against the law if they didn't. He expressed how he could understand my frustration for not being able to read for myself what I was being accused of. And he said that he would work on getting me a translated copy in English as quickly as possible. That would be fantastic, I thought. The lawyer concluded by sharing that even though the arrest warrant stated that I assisted in committing the fraud, it didn't really explain how I did it per se, and that he had a lot of questions for the prosecution because so far, my name was essentially added to an investigation file that was mainly comprised of information from my ex. As our time was coming to an end, he reconfirmed my interest in him representing me, and I believe we reviewed and signed paperwork to support my consent. I asked what was next. We agreed upon the action items. He was going to get me a translated copy of the arrest warrant. He was also going to reach out to the prosecutor's office and get a copy of the case files to better understand the details of the accusations and that we would reconvene in the very near future when there was more information to share. I felt rejuvenated. That gave me some life, energy, and something to look forward to, which I learned was an important coping mechanism in such an environment. Our meeting concluded. We departed ways, with the lawyer heading towards the doors of freedom and liberty. On my side, I went through the security checkpoints in reverse order, minus the waiting room. Back through the metal detectors. Back to the hallway that led to the central tower. Back to the hallway that led to my cell. Back to my cell back to Hofgang, back to no access to the outside world, back to my new reality as I look forward to this translated arrest warrant.